I got uh, Jordan Green with me today. I've been so excited all week about doing this, uh, actually for two weeks, whenever we decided we were going to do this. Jordan is the pastor down at Pursuit. I'm going to tell you some stuff about him that he won't tell you about himself because it's just not in his nature to do so. But um, he's a pastor. And what I think is definitely the fastest growing church in our county and probably our region and maybe even the state. And, uh, and I just really appreciate his heart and what he stands for. And, and I guess what I what I really respect, I don't know, I just thought of this this morning about you and I, and we, we became friends about seven or eight years ago. That's a long time. His daughter, I mean, my, my daughter was in his wife's class at school, and uh, she's, she said, my teacher just moved here, and her husband's a preacher, and so I, I looked up his number and called him, and we went to lunch one day, and uh, it was, we've been friends ever since, and uh, kind of a, a guy I really admire, and probably one of my closest go-to guys in ministry right now I call him or text back and forth probably about every week <laughs> and so uh, I really appreciate him but in, in the middle of his growth what I really admire and respect most of all is a lot of churches when they start growing they like they water down their message because they want to make sure everybody stays unoffended uh, I just appreciate that you just stay in that word man and just like whatever God says you say it and mm-hmm. That's that's something I admire a lot about you. So anyway, I appreciate you being here. And, I'm, I'm uh, pumped to be here. Yeah. So we're going to take off right into this. We we've been uh, uh, planning to do something like this. I went with him to do a podcast a couple months ago, and I've been wanting to get him back up here with us to do something uh, ever since. And so uh, we're going to talk today about maybe the more, uh, something that's on everybody's heart and mind right now: the current situation of the church. And I'm just going to throw some questions out there. And, let Jordan go, and then I'll feed off of whatever he says in the middle of this. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to throw him some like uh, really, really, I told him I'm going to throw him some slow pitch softball today because I think this is something that's on our heart, both our hearts, you know, with, with the current situation where we're doing a bunch of live broadcasts and not getting to be with our church people. And uh, this, this little saying I came up with, somebody came up with, and I copied it uh, about a month ago the church has left the building yeah. you know the church really has left the building and so what I wanted to talk to you about today was get your perspective on how how has this season changed the church you think the big C church so I I think one this is a conversation we've been having a bunch inside like just with our staff and team and with a lot of other people and I think my my first answer would be might sound a little judgmental towards cer- certain churches, and I don't mean it to be, but it is the truth. So right. I think that there are a lot of churches, um, a significant amount of churches actually, that uh, have just decided for whatever reason that you know technology is kind of like a bad thing and that we're not moving in that direction and we're not going to go this way. And that I've heard people say all the time, like, all we need is the Bible. And I'm like, I super believe that, you know, but you still use <laughs> yeah, a microphone, like right? You still use a microphone, so that's electricity, so you need <laughs> a little bit more. But the, and I think that because of that, there's so many churches, there's so many churches that are losing their influence in the community, they're losing their influence to the younger generation. Uh, and one positive thing that the corona and the quarantine has forced people to do is move into uh, a direction that they would not have ever probably yeah, gone. And it, they may not realize it or admit it, but it may have just saved the life of their church. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's been, you know, that's been a huge thing, a positive thing. And I think that it's forced churches that's been just kind of dabbling in it to go all the way in. And I think that it's even forced oh, us. Yes. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's even forced us to go to like a different level. Uh, and like we got three years better in three weeks 
because we, you know, we had, we just had to kind of go all in. So it's been, there's been a lot of negativity, you know, to the whole worldwide pandemic. (laughs) But for the church, I I think that there's, to be honest, I think there's probably more positives than negatives. Yeah, I agree. As hard as that is to say on some level. I I, I agree. I think that with us, it exposed our weaknesses Mm -hmm. immediately. I agree. I mean, like within the first two or three days, our weaknesses in ministry, us, the people even here that weren't prepared to reach the, the, the masses. Uh, and we had to grow through that three-year thing in about three weeks as well. And, uh, but I really, I really think it's made us better communicators as a church. We, we, I remember that first week, remember, <laughs> I think we found out on, a, on like a Wednesday or something that we were going to have to, we couldn't get together Sunday. Yeah. And uh, we made that decision, like you guys did, pretty quickly and said, we got to make a plan. So the next night we were in here, practice exactly how we did it you know and uh so sunday morning we we were we were in here doing a live feed which makes me nervous the thought of that anyway but it was uh we just had to learn quickly you know and 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 thank god our people have like responded to that and and a lot of people that weren't our people have responded to that too so but i i really appreciate because we took some of our lead from you we we um we've been in communication with them a lot and uh we we saw some things they were doing that was working, and I called Jordan and said, "Hey, can we steal some stuff from y'all?" And he said, "Go for it." Because <laughs> we've we, stolen it all from other people. <laughs> they stole it from somebody else, yeah. so we started doing some of this stuff uh, in the same way. Uh, next next question: uh, What have you seen in the body that you're most proud of in this season? Um, so that's an easy question. I, I I want to. I almost want to hop back in in, in between the first question and this question because you said something that kind of hit me, you know, kind of hard. You said about the people responding to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that will lead into the answer to the second question right. as well. Right. I think that one thing, again, and this is just kind of where I'm at right now, so right. I'm, I'm going to keep saying stuff similar to this. Yeah. But I do think there was so much fear of change, and, yeah. and there's so many other churches, and and, and, and especially the older congregations, um, just uh, any kind of change is negativity and you know it'll never be the same I'll never be able to watch somebody on a screen I'll never be able to do that and my argument has always been you watch tv more than you do anything else in your life yeah. right or that's your a, phone or your Maybe. phone yeah. like that's yeah. a fact yeah. so like you 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 can super feel emotion and 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 get stuff and learn and I think that we've been forced to do that and the response has been kind of crazy powerful I also think to what you were saying, I think people are hungry right now. Yeah. And so a combination of the first and your second question, I think one of the one of the best things I've seen in the body personally, and then one of the things that I think the way it's affected the church is it's created a deep-seated hunger. Because when things are amazing, people are less hungry for God, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And when things get taken away, um, like the fear, the unknown, the quarantine, the economy crashing, people losing their jobs, all these horrible things, it takes away the things that we de- that we put our fleshly dependence on. And when we remove those things and, and the surety of life goes away and the confidence and even government and economy and all that stuff kind of goes away, it leaves us without any delusion and we become hungry and more dependent on God. And Amen. I think that's why that's people good. have been responding to the way they're responding. And, and I think, so that's, I think that's a, that's a powerful, and beautiful thing. Yeah. And then I, I think just as the body in general, I think the way that everybody's come together, that's been my favorite thing through this whole process. Um, to see all the different churches, you know, Christians in general, even people that aren't necessarily believers, but seeing the church come together, like, you know, there was a couple of weeks there where you guys, us, 
two or three other churches. I think the Cove um, businesses, everybody's coming together. They saw this need and they were all working together. And I've we've gotten so much feedback from non-believers that were like that attracted them so much to the church. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean pursued. I mean like the Big C Church that attracted them so much that they wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. And so they were giving That's and true. donating food. And so I think as a whole, I think just seeing the way that all of the churches just immediately, immediately, just like you guys did, just there is a need, let's get involved, let's fix this That's thing. Right. And That's like, good. and there was, and that was just, that was an amazing thing for me. It's kind of, it's kind of set a fire in my heart a little bit for the power of what local, true, like local, not, I hate the word missions. I hate anything that sounds like the word we use all the time, but like <laughs> just taking care of people like in our right. backyard and the amount it's of love needs. Is all it is, yeah. Really, you know, basically. And like, that, that's been something that has just been amazing. So I think it gave us a chance to show who we really were to some degree. You know, I think if, if I weren't, I mean, I, I grew up in church. My dad was a preacher. You know, you grew up in church for, for most, most of your life, maybe not all of it, but I know a little bit of your story, but uh, I, I think it, if I were somebody on the outside looking toward the church, sometimes I don't know if I would fit, you know? And I think this raw love that happened, you know, just real meeting people's needs. Cause it took like what, three weeks for all of our kind of our idols to crash. Yeah. You know, like if you were hoping in your bank account, well, that's going down the drain. Cause your right. 401k died. If you were, if you're, if you're out, out of sports, they stopped, yeah. you know, uh, if you're, even if your idol was church, you couldn't go to the building and it made us come to grips with uh, with who we really were quickly, mm-hmm. and and I I saw people like you, man. We've had people that we've never even met before, you know, sending sending us money to buy food, right. you know, we we you know, and I just thought that was such an awesome thing, you know, to get to love people in that kind of with that kind of pure love and and let them see the church really being the church, maybe for the first time. In a long time. I think for know. a lot of people, I think that was something I heard one of our people said that they they literally people are seeing the church be what Jesus asked us to be yeah. for the first time in their life. Yeah. Because religion doesn't really work when, mm-hmm. you know, what stressful situations. I, I say this all the time with families that are going through heartache. I think people, Christians and maybe people in general, when they go through a traumatic moment, they either run to God or from Him. And I saw a lot of people in the body of Christ, and and I don't I don't want fear to be that motivating factor, but I think just the anxiety of the unsureness of the moment uh, buckled us into this place where we had to really focus in on. Uh, and when we come back, we're gonna be, and I know that's probably my, one of my one of my different questions later, but. When we come back together as the body, we're going to be different than we were when we left. Substantially, and I'm excited about the the reconnection of the church, uh, and so. But we'll, we'll get that in a little bit more in a minute. But uh, next question I wanted to ask you is, how do you think this season changed you? Um, how deep you want to go? <laughs> well, I've been watching you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I watch a lot of their stuff, and uh, we 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 try to be on purpose cheerleaders for each other. We're very public in our support of yeah. one another, and and other churches as well. Uh, I've watched. Uh, let me tell you what I've seen it do in you. How about that? Is that better? 
Uh, yeah. Let me see. Let me see if I'm getting this right. See where that goes. Uh, what I saw in you immediately was uh, a return to reading the word like it was the first time you saw it, mm-hmm. and uh, you said that better than I could have. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. And so I think that uh, this uh, I saw a new passion for worship, even though I think you were a worshiper already. Yeah. Uh, I saw a new passion for worship and even an emphasis for your people to turn into people of worship more you know it's it's a it's one thing to just show up at church building one hour or two hours a week or whatever but to live a a life of worship i think i've watched you challenge your people so knowing you challenge your people to do that undoubtedly god's doing something like that in you you know to he's and i and i saw you go back and and um this passion to bring like real worship not just fluff to the father inspired me as a pastor when I watched you that happening in you because I felt some of that was happening to me and I told you this personally you know some of the things you've preached have been really convicted my heart to go into a deeper place and uh, so uh, I know I'm older than you but I appreciate you leading me in this moment to some degree in uh, in 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 what you are after your pursuit of the father you know so uh, maybe I answered that question for you. Well, Bernie, I, it, you no, it was it was that was awesome. It that was good. I think part of the whole leading day. I think that's what you know. The way God lays it out is that there's one at the head, and that's Jesus, and the rest of us are you know leading each other. You know, yeah. in different seasons and times, and learning from each other and pulling. So I think it's a I think that's the way it's supposed to be. And um, but I think to answer that question fully. Um, and in a real way and in an honest way, uh, months ago now, uh, well, not months ago, yeah, I guess two months, I just felt like the Lord, I think I texted you maybe, um, I, I wanted to, I don't know if I did, but I wanted, I felt like the Lord was kind of calling me away for a few days. I remember. Yeah, yeah. and just yeah. got along with the Lord. And some I've done that several times, and sometimes it's two weeks, sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's five days, but I just, plan to have as much time as I need and I went I was gone for like six days and while I was there the Lord just really ripped my soul up and like in a in a really cool way but he really got uh, used the book uh, or second chronicles in the life of Hezekiah and, and uh, I've really felt through those few days I really felt like the Lord and I don't want to get to whatever but I felt like the Lord everybody else was kind of like all this corona thing's not going to be a big deal mm-hmm. I knew from my, I knew that it was going to be a way bigger deal than it seemed. Right. And I, and I just felt that so strong in my heart from that time away. And I felt like the Lord just said, I felt like the Lord was saying that there's, there, he's going to bring them. Uh, I hate the, again, just like missions and outreach and revival, but I felt like he's going to bring revival in a, in a sense. Um, but I just really felt like it had to start with the house. If you go through and you read second Chronicles, I think, Twenty nine thirty, and it's in Kings too, Second Kings. But the first thing Hezekiah did when he took the throne, deeply wicked and evil everywhere, he went straight to the temple, reinstituted the house of worship. Yeah. And I just felt like the Lord just said that, like that needs to happen now, and that if there is judgment, and if there is discipline coming against anything, it's not coming against the world, and it's not coming against the government, but that it would be coming against the church. Because if the church was living like the church needed to live, we wouldn't have half the issues we have in yeah. life anyway. Yeah. And um, and I just felt that so strong. And so our our house just kind of started a huge focus on on worship, and we started having prayer nights, and we started kind of coming together. And that's what we were doing about 
the first the 20 days leading into the quarantine yeah. and um and through that i just feel like the lord has opened up my heart and my eyes to the emptiness of and i've always hated religion if anybody's ever paid attention to anything i've ever said or preached that's always been a passion of mine but that like he's about to he is about to restart and re-energize his church and that's going to mean heavy and heavy hand against his house and yeah. against the leaders and the teachers and the, all the denominations and all these things that have put the culture and the world first and have started trying to hide Jesus and the truth under a rock. And I think that we forget that God is like a living God and he's a big God yeah. and he's aware of what's happening and he doesn't remain silent. And yeah. I think just because we went through one or two generations where we haven't faced anything real yeah. uh, is uh, we're just so foolish by nature. We just because we haven't seen it or experienced in our lifetime, we think it, it never has or it never would be. Or, and like it's a thing, God is a living, active God who brings judgment against this house and against the country and against the world. And discipline is what he's always done. He's always been like that from Genesis to Revelation. He hasn't stopped. And I think that's my opinion is that that's what's happening right now. And I think that he's elevating the church and the true church, that remnant, I think he's elevating them to positions of influence and that he's squashing uh, anybody that is not willing to step out in faith and to be strong for that and come with that full love and that grace and that truth and represent that. And I think there's so many people building fans and, and big movements and big growth stuff and they're trying to fill churches up and have forgotten about like just the true gospel and just the truth and just to preach and be unashamed of the truth and there's just been this overwhelming as you said it better than i could have just an overwhelming passion birthed in me for the truth the word of god the gospel of jesus christ true worship and and putting that out as far as we can and as powerfully as we can and as much as we can and pouring everything into that and as real as we can. And as real as we yeah. can, yeah. That's cool, man. And that was a long answer, but that... No, that's good, man. That's a John Ford thing moment I feel like we're in where God, he said he looks worship, true worshipers for worship, worship in spirit and in truth. And I really, for a long time, was confused about what that really meant, to worship in spirit and in truth. But I think that's my revelation moment for this season is that God's after something real in spirit and in truth. And so... Man, this is cool stuff. Let's we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop this part of this because I know we're gonna connect to we're gonna connect this third question to a part another part in just a minute. But uh let's uh let's we're gonna come back in just a few minutes and finish this conversation.